Hi, I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And when it comes to creative people and making a living, Jason, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's often at odds, right? Yeah. It is at odds because... Um, I just, I'm writing a new book now, and I'm having a friend of mine help edit it, and she is a left-brain marketing person, okay. right? She's just, like, she has systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, when she cooks something at home, she has actual recipe files, and she codes them and mm -hmm. organizes them. <laughs> I, I once did this at her house. This is hysterical. I... um went into her closet mm -hmm. and I switched two t-shirts around <laughs> within 30 seconds. You're a horrible person. I know. <laughs> and, and her universe was not right. Yeah. Right. Within 30 seconds, she knew exactly which ones I moved. I oh, mean, yeah. that's the kind of order. Yeah. And I tend to live and create in chaos. Okay. Like okay? a lot of creatives do. Yeah. And so she like, and so I've had her edit my book and then in the middle of it, I had somebody else do it and do it. And then it went back to her. And she was so aggravated. Mm -hmm. She said, Judy, you don't have a system. Yep. Right? You have no system. Mm -hmm. And then today, um, Jason runs my online speaking speaking and comedy university at themessageofyou.com. And I came to him and I said, I think I need to retire. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I think I need to retire because I don't think business is good. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't think it's good because the last couple weeks I don't didn't see anything coming in. Mm -hmm. And then you sat me down and you were prepared for this, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you knew I was kind of. I well, mentioned you something me. about it. You told me that this was a that this was a thing, and I right. knew I was coming today right. to record the podcast. And I was, so. and I was all you know, a little pissed off, and mm -hmm. you know, and you know, what are you doing? And and then <laughs> you gave me the numbers, and you compared it to last year, and it, what was it? Triple? It's uh, almost triple. Yeah. Okay, and it was almost triple the revenues <laughs> yeah. now, and and that's when you said something that. I said, we have to do a podcast about this because okay. the people listening, I think, create in chaos. And you said it's 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 data over drama, data and over drama. Don't you love that? people? I, I love that. Now, I, I'm going to to footnote that that comes from my buddy, Russ Ruffino, uh, who runs uh, the incredible consulting group called Clients on Demand. I don't know if that's his thing, but he says that all the time. And I fell in love with it when I heard it. And so now I implement it in, in my yeah. world. And well, it's a good alliteration. Yeah, it's it's an Data excellent alliteration. And, and basically what drama. it means is, yeah. you know, before I even have an emotion associated to a thought, I'm going to look at the data first. Okay. Now, now is this a guy thing? It's is not this a, a gender thing? It's not thing? a guy thing. It's not a thing. This, is just, this is just a thing. Now, I'm taking it to the extreme about, you know, if I have an an emotion of I'm going to prevent myself from having an emotion about it because generally it's the emotions that gear us to look at things uh -huh. you know especially as a creative we want to be able to say hey I've made this much progress this year you know or I've gotten this much further but for creatives it's much it's much more difficult because in a business you know 
you know, if I'm a plumber or whatever, I have a ton of empirical data I can look at. I can say, oh, I made, we had this many calls. We had this many sales. Compare that to how much we spent on inventory and compare, and you can get all these different columns of numbers you can compare to right. to see how you're doing. But how does a comic do it? Well, that's the thing. Well, comics are kind of easy because they create their own systems. You know, they Ooh. create their own empirical data sets. Can't you know? wait to hear about that. Well, that's, I mean, well, that's, it's, it's true with it, you know, depending on who the comic is or who the performer is in general, they may record their set and listen to the laughs that they got afterwards instead of saying, well, I'm just going to perform and then I'll make my decisions on what needs to improve from memory. Your memory can't be trusted. Get some data. Record it. Now well, you've got an objective observer, which is, of course, your phone or whatever, that's going to tell you afterwards. You may say, hey, that joke I made about fire trucks, I killed it when I did that. Then you play it back and go, oh, that was me laughing because I was making myself <laughs> laugh and the audience was dead silent. Well, we actually have a way to collect that in the comedy Bible. It's called L. Uh, LPM laughs per minute. Okay, where you you give like a five is a laugh. Uh, he, everybody's laughing and applauding. Oh, okay. And a four is people are laughing and smattering of applause. Three just laughter. Two is like okay, a laugh. One just like a couple people in the front row are laughing, and then you divide um, your score by how many minutes, and then you get. How many laughs per minute are you getting? Oh, there you go. So that's literally that's you've generated an empirical data set that you can then go back. What helps that is it's objective in some cases. You know, the, you're taking a subjective thing. How hard were people laughing? If you're basing it off of a recording, that's even better because now you have an, a, a non-judgmental, you know, thing that's capturing what's happening in the moment that you can refer back to so you don't rely solely on your memory. Um, but this is true for any creative. If you create your own data set, then you are going to find ways to not get as emotional and as upset because you'll have something to reference. So let's take an example. Let's say I'm a songwriter. Okay. I write okay. music. Okay. How the hell do I tell <laughs> from Monday when I woke up and wrote to what I finished by Friday if I had made any progress at all? Well, there's easy ways to tell. You could say, hey, oh, you know, there's more notes on the page. There's more this. There's more that. I did, you know, I, I started this. I started that. But if you haven't created a goal set, if you haven't created some sort of system, even if it's the most loosely structured thing ever, you have no way to refer back and see exactly how far you got. And that's what I recommend to pretty much any creative in any field is have some sort of data set, have some sort of empirical measurement, even if it's a damn to-do list that you're checking off as you go. Give something that you can refer back to later in order before you start judging yourself, before you start doing, you know, you know, just making decisions based off the gut. You know, we were talking earlier about there's a lot of people in 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 comedy and speaking and in all sorts of, you know, uh, audience based endeavors who have gotten to a certain point just following gut instinct. They're just like, I feel like I should do this, so I'm going to do it. And it's gotten them to a certain level of success. So in their mind, why should I have a system? Why should I you know, why should I build anything up from here? I've trusted my gut so far. It's gotten me to here. So what happens when you hit a ceiling? 
when you can't go any further, when you feel like you're making the same amount of money, or maybe you're not happy with the, your, your, the way you feel after you're done performing, or you're not booking as many gigs, or whatever the thing is that makes you feel like you've reached a limit. Well, that's when you have to think, all right, well, how do I scale? How do I change? If I want to go bigger than this, if I'm not content with where I am now, how do I get to that next level? And the way you get to there is by creating data that can tell you objectively how you're actually doing. And so once you have that, then you can say, oh, there's a hole here. There's a, there's a piece missing here. There's, there's this pattern that keeps happening over and over again. Whenever I do stand up on a Friday, whenever I'm done with work late, I feel like I bomb. But then Saturday nights, I feel like I do really well. Is it because I'm actually bombing Friday nights or is it because I'm friggin' exhausted from work and I'm not as receptive to the audience as what's happening than Saturday night where I'm fresh and I go up and I feel much better? If I was going purely off gut instinct, it would might, I might make the decision, oh, yeah, I don't perform on Friday nights. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, so you're kind of saying, in a way, um, what got you where you are mm -hmm is not necessarily going to get you further. Yeah. Like if, the things you, you counted further, on, yeah. right? The things you've counted on, um, you know, which is me. I've always shot from my gut. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at data. I don't look at reports. Mm -hmm. I just throw money at some, I have no idea what yeah. I spent. I have never in my life done a budget. <laughs> I have never we in my life- We are opposites. <laughs> yes, and that's why I'm glad we're partners here because yeah. I have never in my life created a budget. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the m morning, I go, oh, I got money in my bank account. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can take some Facebook ads. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. Why not? But I don't have no idea how they do yeah. or what this. I, 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 you just feel in the moment when you I woke up and you look and you see you've made sales or you see you've booked something or then that's going to be the determining factor of how you feel about your business that day or your speaking career. Yeah. And, and the odd thing about it is that you know, if I'm depressed, it really doesn't matter how much money's coming in mm -hmm. or all the, the bookings that I'm getting as a speaker mm -hmm. or the prestige of it, you know, like it's hard. It's, 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 it, it, the feelings then affect the business. Exactly. So how do I, okay. So let's just say, um, I'm a speaker. Okay. And because you're gonna, you have to take the lead on this because I'm, I'm the drama, you're mm. the data. Okay. <laughs> I'm like Danny and Marie. I'm a little bit drama, and you're a little bit data. Mm. Uh, is it data or data? I don't it's even know either that. Either one. Either one. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say um, I've gotten a certain point um, mm -hmm. in my career. Um, let's just say I'm starting to get paid something, mm -hmm. doing comedy or speaking. I got paid a couple gigs not very much but mm -hmm. I want to do more and I can't seem to get to the other place do I and I'm kind of like at a party people say what do you do and I'm kind of exaggerating and mm -hmm. I know I'm lying so should I give it up uh, do I pay <laughs> money for a coach do I pay money for this school do mm -hmm. I what do I do who do I pay oh you know what I'm just gonna have some donuts and a martini <laughs> well so what how does this work the like, donuts part is actually the smart part because what <laughs> you're doing is you've gone down the negativity avalanche and now everything is just bad and just pouring and it's just keep coming and the more you the more emotion you apply into it the more energy you put into those emotions the more reasons you're going to feel like you're a fake or a failure or whatever and all that so you got to get the brakes on that first because 
you only have so much energy, you only have so much bandwidth, and right. you are currently putting the majority of your bandwidth to how you feel about something that you have no data on. Okay. So you are you are fantasizing a negative that then you are putting all of your energy into that fantasy. Okay? Because it's still a fantasy because you don't know if it's real or not. So what you need to do is say, okay, what can I look at in my life that is real, that is tangible, that can be measured? And that is data. Data is something that's tangible and measurable. It, measurable. And remember, if it's not being measured, it's not being managed. And that's the Ooh, second measured thing. and managed. Yeah. You are a literation well, this genius is, this today. Is, this is all of the organizational <laughs> books that cover my my bookshelf at home. Okay. Because, um, yeah, if you're not measuring something, you're not managing it. Okay. You know? Measured and managed. So find something in what you do that can be measured. Even if it's literally like, uh, there's cool, like, to- to- uh, I don't want to call them. I couldn't decide whether to call them toys or tools. But uh, <laughs> things where... You can set a device on your te- on your desk that records how much time you spend, you know, doing a certain task, you know, that kind of stuff. So you can look down and go, oh, I, I actually sat and worked for three hours today, even though it felt like 25 minutes. But the day that I thought I got a lot done where I only worked 15 minutes was because I wrote one thing and then I just stared off into space, you know, that. Anything that you can find in whether it's I create a to do list and I mark stuff off and then at the end of the day, I go back and refer to that and say, all right, what happened? What didn't happen? The biggest part about it is pick something you can measure and then give yourself the space to measure it. So if you don't have any time to go back and reflect, if you haven't put anything in your calendar or in your to do list or whatever to actually look back and see what you have done then you have no right to put an emotion on what's going to happen in the future. Oh, wow. So the first step is to, uh, first of all, do something. Yes. (laughs) That's always generally a good first step. Do something and find a way to measure it. Yes. Find an element in your work that you can turn into something empirical. And then three would be to examine it, look back at it and see, because mm-hmm. um, I, I have an assistant and she comes over and, you know, I pay her money and then I go, well, what the hell did she do? Why? And then I get really you know, emotional mm-hmm. about like um, money going out and what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Well, I have this new um, task program that works with Gmail oh. and it's really great. And yep. at the end, you can see everything that's done. I went, whoa, she's doing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Go. Because now you have an objective empirical cert- or instance that you can look at and go, okay, forget about what I feel. Forget about what I think it is. Let's just look right at this screen because this screen's not going to lie to me. This screen has no has no need to like if I go to somebody as a performer and say, how did I do? They got tons of reasons to lie to me. You know, anyone who's ever gone and seen someone's play and then asked, stands around afterwards and goes, oh, what would you think? That's not empirical data. You know, those people are going to react in whatever way that, you know, maybe they want to piss you off or make you happy. You're not getting real data. From All right. That. So we're looking back at the past and seeing what we do. And certainly Seinfeld has with comics has something um, similar. Um, and the Seinfeld approach to writing is that you write every day and you have a calendar on your wall, mm-hmm. um, a, a real calendar. Yep. And and you make an X every time 
every day that you write and then it looks like a chain exactly. of X's and then he goes do not break the chain mm -hmm. and then you have actual like am I really a writer mm -hmm. yeah look at the friggin calendar you've written every single day and it doesn't matter um, how long you just make a commitment I'll write for 10 minutes mm -hmm. and you just do that every day no matter what and then takes away the drum of am I really a writer yeah you are yeah you are yeah, yeah you are and, and, and one one thing because people may be like well I don't really know how to find something empirical in what I do I'm a I'm a sculptor I'm a dancer I'm a you know I because you know more than just speakers and comics listen to this it's just creatives in general there if you are doing this based out of creativity your empirical data should be goal oriented that's what it should be. And when I say goals, and this is my personal definition of goals, a goal is something that you can do in its entirety from beginning to end. So I am 100%, you know, like if my goal is I'm going to do 10 push-ups every morning, that's something I can do and I can do that from beginning to end. If my goal is I'm going to get fit, I may say, well, I need to go to a gym and I have to hire a trainer and I have to do that. Suddenly all of these other factors have to do with my goal. So in my mind, that's not a goal because, oh, if my trainer was sick that day or, oh, the gym was closed. Oh, it's raining. Oh, my workout clothes aren't clean. There's all sorts of things that can keep me from what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. A goal is it doesn't matter if I'm butt naked in the snow, it's going to happen. Like that's the thing because it's all on me. Those are where you should derive your empirical sets from. I am going to sit and write for a half hour before I go uh, before I go to work. I am going to give myself 45 minutes at the end of every day to look back over all of the stuff I've written down to see exactly what I accomplished. Ah, so it's about to create a system based on a goal. Exactly. Right. Something so, you for can instance, do from beginning to end, um, you can do. So, a lot of people go, "Well, I don't. I I can't control what I." I do. I can't control getting hired as a comic or a mm -hmm. speaker. But what you can do is set a goal of I'm going to send my uh, first of all, I'm going to get a press package. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get some really good YouTube examples mm -hmm. of what I am. And I'm going to send that out uh, to three people every day. Yeah. Exactly. Well, here's the thing is, and I, my other definition is if it involves other people, it's an accomplishment. So I always concentrate on goals, not accomplishments, because accomplishments, ah. accomplishments are byproducts of goals. If I wake up every day and exercise, me looking fit in six months is an accomplishment. Someone coming up to me and going, damn, you've lost a lot of weight. That's an accomplishment because someone else comes up and says it. The goal was me waking up and working out every day. Okay, so set your goal with something that is irrelevant to other people. Exactly. Okay, so a goal is irrelevant to other people, and you can get your goal by examining what you have been doing. Exactly. All right, and then seeing where you want to go, that's not, that's accomplishment. That's mm -hmm. not a goal. So set your goal with something that you're going to do. Like I'm going to write 10 minutes every day mm -hmm. for 30 days. Exactly. I am going to get my butt out of the house and going to three open mics and do new material each time. Exactly. That's, that's right. Okay. Then the accomplishment, how do we, the result? So as I said, it's a byproduct. 
So oh, a lot the of results people are I'll, the byproduct because you can't control. You can't control. You have zero control over that. So the failure, and we've done several uh, mm. uh, of these um, podcasts on, on on the notion of failure and purpose. The purpose is to obtain the goal that has nothing to do with other people. Exactly. And so, like when I first started sort of thinking this way, I would have a list of goals and a list of accomplishments. Nowadays, I don't even write write down accomplishments anymore. Because all I care about is the goals. Because if I hit all those goals, those accomplishments just come. Because it's a byproduct of you doing know, everything you said you're going to do. That's true. That's so true. It's like you you get something repetitive that you can do your goal, and that puts you in the flow of life. And I look back at everything that happens. Like for instance, I just uh, the Comedy Bible got mentioned as one of the top twenty one books of. Uh, um, um, I don't about know comedy. since when about comedy. Yeah, yeah and was, Forbes. Yeah, magazine. they basically said that it is like if you want to be a stand-up, it's one of the books you have to read. Yes, yeah. and and I was feeling like um, a little down at the time, but you look and you go, I had nothing to do with that hitting Forbes. I had mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do with it, except for writing every day that book and writing a new version of the book Mm -hmm. and just writing every day and seeing it all the way through. And, -hmm. and, and, you know, my first book, like I said in another podcast, went to 59 agents. I got 59 rejections Mm -hmm. and every day I sent it out to a new agent till I ran out and I met an agent at Overeaters Anonymous meeting and that was the agent. There you go. Boom. But but, but the whole thing was like, so – I, I think this is really interesting to to um, to set up some kind of system that is measurable and that you can examine mm-hmm. examine it um, and and then from that examination is to set goals for yourself. Um, I think the examination um, is is so important yes. because um, sometimes we can set a goal. That is really not going to accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, well, it may not com- accomplish anything directly. That's directly, not, you're yeah. right. Because it may all, be indirect. You know, there might be indirect. If, if, if exercise is a is a goal that you know, if you want to get healthier and whatever, that may ultimately lead to a new relationship, and that may have not been the goal in the first place. You know, if suddenly you lose a bunch of weight and you're healthier and you have a more positive mindset and the reason you got in shape was because you want to be able to play with your kids more or you want to be healthier as you get older. Mm -hmm. That's great. That may be what you were trying to do, but then, you know, someone may look at you and go, damn that hottie and come over and, you Uh, know, so that's an indirect thing that happened, but you, you know, which is great, you know, but you know, that's when you were doing that goal, you weren't aiming for that accomplishment. You were just looking to knock down. Yeah. That like sometimes when we when we mistake goals for accomplishments, we can really end up miserable. Endless suffering. Endless suffering. Because, because everything in your life is dependent on other people now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so set yourself a goal that is measurable. Mm hmm. And it's something that you keep track of. Yep. And it's something you commit to. Mm-hmm. And leave the accomplishment, uh, the results that you get up to the universe. Exactly. And the big thing is making space for that review. Data doesn't mean anything if it's never looked at. So, 
make that space. If, if any commitment you're going to make at all, make the commitment that you're going to give yourself that time to look back. Because if you don't look back at the things you're doing, you're never going to be able to know if you're growing, if you're shrinking, if you're actually living your living what you said you were going to do, if you're not living it, if you're in the right direction, if you're in the wrong direction. Give yourself the space to review. And I would also expand that examination, that review to things other than yourself mm. and to your field. Because I see so many people shoot themselves in the foot, really talented people, but like I've seen brilliant comics do an entire set on, you know, BJ's, and right? And they're really brilliant BJ mm -hmm. jokes, and but I can't submit them to anything. They're not gonna get work, and now they're yeah. aggravated because they're not getting work. But, you know, look at the people who are getting the work and notice what their YouTube, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a little bit more along like. the lines of like research. You yes. Know? In this, where I mean, in my in this particular sense, I'm I'm talking about like the review of yourself in of the sense yourself. of based on the data set that you created. So so assignment wise, what I would recommend is if you feel like you're a Judy and not a Jason, and you lead by chaos and gut, uh, and you know now, one caveat to this. If you're happy where you're at, if you if you get a ton of, you know, joy and contentment out of just firing from the gut, then don't do this process, <laughs> you know, because you're you're already there. You know, that's that's the system that works for you. Right. But if you feel like you've peaked or hit the ceiling or are stuck or don't or confused, not you don't have a clear definition of what you're doing or why or whatever. This is when putting that empirical process into place get Start, out of drama yeah get into the data. data so find something in the process of what you do regardless of whatever your creative endeavor is find something measurable even if it's just one tiny thing i get out of bed at 6 a.m every day and for when i do i get this done well when i got out of bed at 7 30 i didn't get that done well the next day i got out got up at 5 30 and i got two things done so oh Suddenly I've realized, oh, if I wake up 30 minutes earlier, I can get twice as much done. And I learned that by looking back at just what time I woke up and how much I got completed. Wow. This is great because I just this morning was going like, i on a new diet um, and I am tracking all the food mm -hmm. and I want to get a calendar now and put those X's in for yeah. a ha and not break the chain so when i think of putting something in my mouth it's you know i'm not going to track i'm going to think of that calendar and go i don't want that empty hole in it exactly so find some goals find some measurements do your review if you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.